Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey No Chill Prano. Yeah, what's up, Andy? Long time no see. Yeah, buddy, you left here yesterday morning before I woke up. Last I saw you, you were sitting on my couch, getting ready for bed, watching Forrest Gump, and in that moment. We realized you are Forrest Gump. (laughs) We literally realized, you know, there's been a lot of talk of this over the years, like moments where we're like, is Andy Forrest Gump? But then Saturday night, Friday night, we were like, oh, my God, you have literally become Forrest Gump. You're let's let's break it down. You got you're a little bit dented. So now you're a little bit slower. You know, Forrest Gump, Forrest Gump, they never say it during the movie, but he's like, even when he has his kid, he's like, is he, is he? And he's like, he's really smart, Forrest, because he's a little slower. He, uh, he has Jenny, of course, and you have, you have your, you have your history with a Jenny. Yeah. My ex-girlfriend was Jenny. And you, uh, you're, you're Mr. Runner. You were here. How many how many times did you run while you were in Los Angeles? You ran eight times in ten days. Yeah. So I, one day you just felt like running. Then what really turned us, really pushed us over the edge, Andy, was you were watching Forrest ride that riding mower, and you were like, "I feel you, Forrest. Ride that riding mower. Go for those runs. Just have your alone time." Well, you're forgetting another huge one. Which one am I forgetting? He moved back to the house he grew up. Right. And he moved back to the house he grew up in after after his parents died. Well, his mom in the movie. I don't know what happened to Forrest's dad, but. But he goes back and he's he's at home. And then I even added on, you know, his his first mate is legless, angry Lieutenant Dan. I've obviously had, you know, I I damn near lost a leg last year. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable breaking it down. Those are a lot of similarities between me and Forrest Gump. I mean, you were the one who brought it up. You were like, yep, I'm just going to go to Cincinnati, ride my riding mower, hope Jenny shows up. Well, hold on. I did not say the Jenny thing. Let's just have to break some of that. <laughs> just hope Jenny walks back into my life one day. I did cut the grass today. My first day back, both the front and back lawn. It, it really is a, a very healing process. I, I tell you, what, the, the, the riding mower, a little stressed out today because it started to rain. You got to gotta get found through. We got the next three days of rain, so I had to get it cut. Today now, wouldn't was, it have, I, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an elementary lawn man in, in my days, but wouldn't have letting it grow with the rain and then cutting it been also a viable option? It would have, but it would have been out of control. Right. 
So you basically got to cut it every five days at this time of year. Today's five days, three more days of nonstop rain, which is what we're anticipating would not be good. Now, have you gotten into the like design portion of this? Are you? No, that's my next step is learning how to do some patterns. Lawn which design, I... lawn design, TikTok's a big thing. You should get on education. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah, I should have just ran home, to be honest. For those people watching on uh, YouTube, I've changed my background today because I'm I've got the Mets Sunday night baseball game here on my right. Pete Alonzo just hit a home run to make it four three. Which I always love when you have a sports event on the background. Yeah. Well, I said we're a sports show. show. You know, it's important to keep up on the sports while we do this sports show. I know you'd prefer if I had uh well that was not Pete Alonzo, was it? Was it Valar? Uh it was Pilar. B R. Um you know, I know you'd prefer if I had Forrest Gump on so we could keep doing that. What know? a great movie. And and, yeah. and 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 thing I said to you, which I always tell people when I'm watching it, a thing I feel is underappreciated on the movie is the soundtrack. I, I'm, but I, I think that's, is it underrated? Like, I, I think it, I think the soundtrack sold like 8 million copies or something like that. Well, not even just the songs from other artists. The original score, is it Alan Silvestri, Alan Sylvester? Is that who it is? I think who does, you know, the non vocal music is great too. Did you look that up? I mean, there's no way you know who that person is. Well, I'll be honest. I've had him on my Spotify list from that movie for years. Really? Yeah. I. Why did I think it was like one of the more famous? Um, I think it's Alan Silvestri, Alan Sylvester, or something like that. I know his first name's Alan. You're right. Alan Silvestri. It's a great soundtrack. I didn't know that. I thought it was one of the other, uh, one of the other big name guys because, you know, Zemeckis has sure used other guys in the past. And I learned that was based off a 19, I mean, loosely based off a 1986 novel. I did not know that until the other night. And Andy Andy Ruther. The sad part is, I don't have any of the great parts of Forrest Gump. I didn't play college football at Alabama. I didn't no. get to meet a few presidents. No. I wasn't a ping pong champ. No. I didn't become a millionaire with a shrimp company. No. no. So it's kind of just the depressing parts in a way. Yeah. So here but I like, am. But like Lieutenant Dan, you know, Lieutenant Dan, after after they make the money on the shrimp, Lieutenant Dan gets them invested in, uh, in Apple. You've got me, your Lieutenant Dan, and like, got to get in that Miller Lite game. I've been saying it for years, Miller Lite, Miller Lite, here they are. Like, now I didn't have to worry about money. <laughs> they should do a Forrest Gump, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, 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 is that? What, what is that all about? Like, what's Forrest Gump, too? Where he's, where he's living in his house with the full-grown, um, what's the kid's name from fucking Sixth Sense? He plays his son. Haley Joel Osment? Yeah. Because you've seen Haley Joel Osment these days, right? Did he get ripped? Is he one of those guys who got ripped? No, no, no. That was the kid from Jerry Maguire. Okay, that was a kid Haley from Haley Joel Maguire. Osment's like actually kind of like a, a fat hippie looking. Like he was in the Entourage movie, remember? That's right. Oh, yeah. That's right. He's 33, man. Yeah. 
Well, did you watch the Derby yesterday? I did watch the Derby. Watched the Derby. Made a little bit of money on the Derby, but not a lot. My, uh, you know, the the winner. Uh, I don't even remember the winner's name. Medina something. I'll be honest. I literally have no. Clue. Oh, Andy. I watched it. I f- I could barely stay asleep because I could I couldn't sleep in my flights like always. Medina Spirit was the winner. Um, I ended up putting a little dough on it um, on Medina Spirit to win because it was a Bob Baffert horse with a Velezquez jockey. So I was like, well, that seems like kind of a no brainer and the odds were pretty good. So put a little money on that, but also sprinkled a lot of money on some other, uh, some other exactas, trifectas, some other winners I thought had a chance. So in the end, I didn't have any of the Medina spirit exactas, um, but I did have just him to win. And uh, so made a little bit of money, not a, not a lot. Well, I feel like the Derby is just now in the last few years, it's just gotten so I don't like, I don't remember this many athletes and celebrities being there. Mm, yeah. Isn't, I'd say, I'd say right. Like in the last five or six years, it's really blown up. Well, no, I was going to say, I think, I think that they've just gotten better at having cameras everywhere and spotting people and whatever. Cause I, I feel like Derby Derby day has always been pretty big on celebs. I feel like they're, they feature more athletes these days, like the, the Brady thing, you know, and, and Welker a couple of years ago, whatever, they always seem to like find him there. But I feel like through the years, it's been generally a, a, a heavy amount of athletes and celebs. Oh, did I, did I send you, I didn't send you the Brady no. thing. No, my buddy texted me. I don't know. A couple hours before the race, he said, I'm in the suite next to Brady. Hour later, he sends me a photo of his wife with Brady. Like and Brady was just dressed from the guy. I, I think Brady was doing some sort of subversive uh, NBC promotion. He was dressed like the guy from Blacklist. He had the, he had the fucking hat and the dark glasses. I haven't talked to my buddy, but I was a little surprised. I figured is Brady like I was shocked that Brady's taking pictures like that. Why is that? I don't know. I, I mean, I guess obviously they're all in the suite next to him or basically they're all hanging out, but I don't know. I just like he's Tom Brady. I just didn't think, Oh, he's, you know, can I take a picture with you that? I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think like, when you're at a, when you're at a race, like the Derby, if Tom Brady's in an area, it's probably a pretty, you know, swanky area. So he probably figures the people with, that are nearby yeah. are swanky and, and, you know, sure. Which I mean, which it, it would have been for my buddy because, you know, I know what he does for work. But yeah, I mean, that was uh, that was pretty cool to see. Now, this and, is a, and Rogers was there. I was going to say this is a great segue to discuss Aaron Rodgers. He was there, had a turd Ferguson name tag. I don't know if you saw that. I did. And a he nice, was there with a, a nice subtle Jeopardy reference. Sure. And he's there with current and former Green Bay Packers, which and his fiance. Yes. And uh, and Miles Teller. Was he there with Miles Teller? Yeah, he was one of the group pictures. Okay. So the Aaron Rodgers news breaks, of course, 20 minutes after Thursday's episode. 
Right. And then the draft happens. And the news was more exciting than anything that's happened so far. And it seems like the, you know, it seems like less likely that something's going to happen than it was that Thursday morning when it was like, Oh, Aaron Rodgers says he's not coming back to the Packers. Now lots changed. Obviously the draft came and went, I mean, that, that breaking Thursday morning of the draft, you would have thought if something was going to get done in terms of moving Rodgers, which obviously they don't want to do, but also at the same time, they don't want to help Aaron Rodgers, And that's why he's pissed off. They keep tra- the only quarterback. I think, what did we say in, in the last nine drafts or something like that, since he's become a starter, They've drafted defensive players over the last 10 drafts. They've defensive player drafted defensive players in nine of those first rounds, except for the time where they drafted Jordan Love. Like, w- why don't the Packers want to give Aaron Rodgers a weapon? I don't know, but I just don't see him. Like, where is he going? I was so I, I had such a boner for Aaron Rodgers to the Raiders. I wanted so bad. You know the Raiders are my AFC team these days and have been kind of on and off throughout the years. I want him in black. I want him like I want Aaron Rodgers to the Raiders and then for them to go to all black uniforms. I tweeted it on Thursday like real it would have real Luke Skywalker and Return of the Jedi vibes like I'm the most powerful Jedi but I'm also kind of dark. Like I want this. I don't want him to go so the, the, the teams that came out, right, were the Niners, because apparently they reached out to him. They had the third pick, which obviously they could have, you know, the, the fact that, that the draft has gone by, the Niners have used the third pick on a quarterback. It's very clear that there wasn't any sort of talk or deal at that point for Aaron Rodgers, or else they would have tried to use that draft capital to get him. Um, but the talk was that his list was the Niners, the Raiders, and the Broncos. And the Niners would have been fun, but it looks like that ship has sailed. The Broncos, um, I'm, I'm obviously rooting for the Kaepernick curse to continue for the Broncos. It would be horrible if John Elway got handed another great quarterback at the tail end of his career. And so I was here for the Raiders. And I was also kind of like low-key, like, what about the Dolphins? They had, they had draft capital, and I thought would have been a good fit. But I was pulling for... I was pulling for the Raiders. I'm still pulling for the Raiders. None of those teams are better than the, maybe you can argue San Francisco. Mm -hmm. None of those teams are better than the Packers. Of course they're not, but the Packers aren't showing Aaron Rodgers proper love. They're not extending him. They're not getting him the weapons he wants. He doesn't like the GM. Like, I know, I, I, but I'm here for I'm here for Aaron Rodgers being upset with the Packers. You're this close, man. That, 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 look, that's my that's my thing. Like you're this close to the Super Bowl last year. You're this close. I, I just you know, it's kind of like to me, it's the Russell Wilson situation. The the grass isn't always greener. It you know, I understand his frustration. I'm not saying I don't understand it. I totally understand it. I just, I, was, I don't know. I was also like, Ooh, the, you know, the upset quarterbacks, the upset marquee quarterbacks. I was like, how about Russell Wilson for Aaron Rodgers? Send Russell Wilson back to Wisconsin. Send, send Mopey Aaron Rodgers up to 
rainy Seattle. DK Metcalf scores 50 touchdowns next year and breaks all the receiving records. And suddenly Devontae Abbott falls off the face of the earth and, and the New England and the uh, Green Bay Packers line is terrible. Okay. Relax. Just relax with the rust digs. I would have San Francisco would have been great, you know, with their coach and their weapons, but like Raiders, I I, I don't know, man. I, I just don't. There's only so much one guy can do. The Raiders don't have a defense. The Raiders defense was atrocious last year. So you're basically turning back the clock to Aaron Rodgers on some of those Packers teams where he had to do everything and they had no defense. I think they're going to make it work. Where is he going? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, where is he going? I don't know. Seems like nowhere now. And now it seems like the room, you know, on Derby Day, he was quoted as saying that he's upset this leaked, but then the next leak was he wants the GM gone. And I saw a great tweet. I forget who it was. I'm sure you saw it, but that tweet that went viral, it was like Aaron Rodgers demanding the GM get fired is like a little too far. It's a little too much power, but he should be able to demand that they hire a younger GM to sit behind that GM for three to four years and just force him to be better. Just be better. I did not see that tweet, but I will say this. I, I, you know, I don't know. I like Aaron Rodgers a lot. I think he's got a lot going on. He's obviously engaged to a big time Hollywood actress. He's trying to be the full-time host of jeopardy. He's got a lot going on and he's looking beyond football, which he should. Because he's a talented and because football doesn't give a fuck about him. And he's a talented guy and he's introspective. And I think he's got good viewpoints. And I think he is a smart guy. And I think he has a lot to say. But I'll say this with a caveat. Like, is he getting some sort of free pass by everybody? As far as he he there is a history of that there with Aaron Rodgers. A history of what? Problems or drama. I should say the word drama. And I guess it's, I guess it's too difficult to avoid all drama. I'm just saying well, there's a long history, you know, with it, here's not, the thing. not just with the Packers, with his family, you know, th- th- there's, there's baggage there. Listen, I'm not going to judge his problems with his family. I don't know anything about his family. I don't know about their. All I know is his brother was the bachelor and blah, blah, blah. And he's the biggest, you know, He's one of the biggest stars in the NFL. And, you know, he didn't like certain things his family was saying, but like, I'm not going to judge what goes on between that. But I I actually think if you look at, did they go 13 and three the last two years? Correct. So they get rid of Mike McCarthy, who anybody with a brain knew was holding back that team and that offense. And since then they're 26 and six. Yeah. Live call. 26, 26 and six with two NFC championship appearances or no, or is it one in the year before he lost to the, no, it's back-to-back NFC championships. So back-to-back NFC championship appearances, 26 and six and an MVP since they got rid of old boob face, Mike McCarthy, that they should have gotten rid of 10 years ago. Oh, and he's got other MVPs. Oh, and he's got a title. What? I don't know. I don't know that he needs excuses made for him. 
I'm not look, no one's denying his talent. I, I I'm just posing a question. That's all I'm doing. Well, listen, it's saying no one's denying his talent is you know, again, we go back to your guy, like no one's denying Russell Wilson's talent. Russell Wilson doesn't have an MVP vote. And Rogers has multiple MVPs. He's 26 and six in the last two years. The brand new coaching staff. He's got two NFC championship game appearances. Like, I don't know that. What, what are we making excuses for him? Not winning another title. No, I'm just saying, I feel he gets a pretty clean pass. I'm not saying whether that's right or wrong. I'm just posing a question. That's right. all I'm doing for discussion's sake. And I would say that he deserves a pretty clean pass. I don't know what more you want from a quarterback. If I'm him or if I'm the Packers, I just, I have to make this work. I think this is, I think the from an Aaron Rodgers standpoint, across sports now, it is the player empowerment era. He feels he's being mistreated. He feels like he's done way more for the Packers than the Packers have done for him. For him. And I would tend to agree with him. But I understand that. But I think I understand the empowerment, but I still think a lot of these guys. It's almost a game of chicken with the team and the player. Which then brings this point. Would Aaron Rodgers actually sit and not play? And I'm going to go on record and say no. Mm. He's in, uh, he, right. I, he's in the, he's in the waning years of his career. He just won an MVP. He's still on the top of his game. Again, he was that close to making a Super Bowl. I would argue he would not sit. You're, you're saying retire from football. Yeah. Or just sit a year. Well, I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's going to ride the bench for the Packers, but that's my point. Like not play. Yeah. I think if he quit, he'd quit. I don't think he's Carson Palmering it. But I could see, I wouldn't say it's a 0% chance that Aaron Rodgers goes, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah, I'm not saying zero. I'll host Jeopardy. I'm saying highly unlikely from my viewpoint. If the Packers say, we're not trading. Again, this is probably mostly about money. He wants an extension. And and honestly, how dare the Packers not give him one? Oh, we like Jordan Love. Okay. Then fucking trade me. Yeah, I just think something would have had to have happened on draft day. The Packers are in a bad situation, man. What's crazy about the Packers situation, from the Packers standpoint, this all comes out Thursday morning. They're at the end of the first round because they were in the NFC Championship game. Why the fuck didn't they just draft somebody on offense? Like, just that's all you had to do. There's no way that the guy they loved at that spot was so much better than the top offensive player that they had at that spot. The top receiver that they had at that spot. Why didn't they just draft a guy and be like, we're trying, dude. We hear you. We hear you. It almost feels like the Packers are have been testing Aaron Rodgers the last couple of years. Like The Jordan Love pick was reckless. They never draft a receiver in the first round. Just seems like you're not going to trade him, but you're also not going to draft somebody to help him. The dude just wants a weapon. He's made it pretty clear. 
10 years. I mean, what are the chances that that's not even, that doesn't even seem like it's, that seems like it's on purpose. Well, the timing of events is also an, an interesting, like, point. like it's, I just, that dropped on draft day. Schefter dropped it draft day. Is he working with Rogers team? What's the behind the scenes? I'm just saying there, there, there's a lot of questions. You don't think Schefter's trying to say it was a, it's a coincidence that it drops draft day. Well, I mean, I don't think, I I think there's a couple of different possibilities here that they're sitting. Yes. It's leaked. Well, I don't know if it's, if they're sitting on it or if it's leaked draft day, but I don't think he's in cahoots with the Rogers team. How do you know though? Well, because here's the thing: if you're in cahoots with, the, why would you draft? Why would you drop that on draft day? Why wouldn't you drop that three days before and give them more time to prepare for potentially trading you in the draft? For potentially finding, being like, oh, Rogers is pissed. Let's make sure we talk about it and we have a receiver in the first two rounds. Yeah, I, it's just it's just crazy to me that. Right after that, he's at the Derby then with Packers players, current and former. And I don't know if you saw, he didn't want to be interviewed by Mike Tirico, so he declined that. Yeah. seems like Pat McAfee's the only one who can get a real answer out of Aaron Rodgers. Which is awesome. Props to Pat McAfee. Sure. A hundred percent. I don't know, man. I just, it, it, this, this is, this is tough for me to see him in a different jersey. I wouldn't hate it, but it'd be tough. I mean, it was tough to see Peyton Manning in a different jersey. It was tough to see Joe Montana in a different jersey. It was honestly tough to see Tom Brady in a different jersey. But we're talking about, you know, to be totally honest with you, probably my top three guys. Well, I thought Brady was the GOAT. Yeah, he is the GOAT. He's the greatest of all time. He's more accomplishments than anybody else. Now, if I'm starting a team, am I taking Tom Brady? We've been through this a lot of times. Well, that's a good segue to discuss the quarterbacks that were drafted. Yeah. Five in the first round. I have great video. I got, I'm got. i going to have to put it up somewhere. I have great video of uh, Andy Lazarus when the Niners drafted Trey Lance. He was so nervous that they were going to go Mac Jones. So nervous. They go Trey Lance. The The top two happened as expected. The question mark was three. Are they going to go Mac Jones? Are they going to go Trey Lance? Are they going to go Justin Fields? They go Trey Lance. I like that for the Niners. We talked about this last show. What I like, you know, in Joe Prano's quarterback draft model, I'll take one double A guy over Ohio State and Alabama every time. And I like it for them. And also they're not trading Garoppolo and they're not even looking to, and apparently they hope Garoppolo can play in 2021. That's also kind of a wild thing, but we'll see how true that is. So Justin Fields, Chicago, Mac Jones falls to the Patriots, which is very interesting. Justin Fields stays in, you know, big 10 territory. Chicago certainly got their quarterback of the future four years after they were certain they got their quarterback of the future. Um, I, I like that 
for Chicago still. And Mac Jones with the dad bod shirtless photo a la Tom. Like it's almost seems like Bill Belichick's like, are you a quarterback with a dad bod photo on the internet? If you are, I will draft you. He's, he's in a good position though, man. Mac Jones. Yeah. You could argue he's in the best position of all five quarterbacks because he's going to the Patriots. Yeah. I'd still probably argue Trey Lance is in the best position based on talent and coaching and defense and all that. But true. He's also only played how many games? 11 games. Yeah. But Mac Jones, he's in a good position because the Patriots, but he's in a tough position because, you know, you got some good defenses in the AFC East. You got the AFC East on the, on the up and up. Who succeeds? Uh, so we have these five guys. Who do we think has the best chance to succeed and the best chance to maybe fail? I think, I think, uh, I think Wilson has the best chance to fail because he's, he got drafted by the Jets. That's that's what I was saying. I just I, I think it's not anything against him talent followed, wise. Followed, followed by Fields, who gets drafted by the Bears. I agree. Followed by, you know, I mean, low key followed by Trevor Lawrence because he got drafted by the Jags. Although I think Trevor, I think Trevor Lawrence, and again, I'm not the biggest college football fan, but I've watched twelve Trevor Lawrence games. He is, you know, he is the Andrew Luck of of the day. Like his his skill set. Skill set is so good that you would think even if it doesn't work out for the Jaguars, it's gonna work out somewhere. Sure. Yeah. I think Trevor Lawrence has the has the, you know, Steve Young in him. Just because it didn't work for the Bucks doesn't mean you don't have the Hall of Fame potential. I also think back to Zach Wilson, he's number one on my list for potential to fail jets also we're basing this solely on the jets right yeah yeah exactly this 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 has nothing to do with him but part of it does i think it's i think it's the combination of the two it's a lot that it's the jets you know you gotta let's just call what it is you got a kid born and raised in utah mormon kid who now suddenly is in new york let me ask you something andy if you if the draft had happened exactly the same all these quarterbacks went to the same place except for Justin Fields and Wilson who went to the Jets and the Bears reversed. Would you have Justin Fields on the top of your list? Yeah. Yeah, me too. The Jets. Yeah. And also you're under a microscope in New York. So bad team, microscope, not good. It's going to cause some mental issues. But Mac Jones is an interesting one because the Patriots have not had to draft a quarterback in the first round since Drew Bledsoe, correct? Have not had to or did not? Did not. Right. So this will be a new interesting experience. And I'm curious to see how it plays out. Yeah, me too. You think he starts day one? No. No way. No way. I think Trey Lance will be nice because I think they'll incorporate him in the offense without him starting a little Taysom Hill kind of 
Mm-hmm. They'll have packages. Shanahan will have packages for him. And I think that'll be a good way for him to work himself in. And like you said, he's got, the, the, you know, they have such a good team around them. I know they didn't have a good year last year. They had so many injuries, though. You know, they're two years removed from a Super Bowl appearance. I, th- I think they'll be right in the thick of it. Tough division, but man, talk about quarterback. Talk about quarterback dis- division from Stafford to Russ to Kyler, Trey Lance. What is that QB division? Yeah, it's loaded. It's going to be fun to watch. Any major surprises for you? Major surprises. Um, I think, you know, the, the, I think I had the top seven, eight picks mapped out. The only one that was a surprise in there was your former Cincinnati Bengals going with the receiver instead of going with the lineman. It's unbelievable. Now this seems like it's becoming a trend of reuniting quarterbacks and their college receivers. uh, But also there was, uh, you know, I saw a stat that the teams that drafted quarterbacks this year also drafted offensive linemen to protect them very early. Meanwhile, you have Joe Burrow coming off an injury. You have a lineman right there for the taking. They don't take him. I, I just, I, I'm, you know, I don't like that. I think they should have taken the lineman. I I'll say it every time I said, I mean, listen, I don't even love the giants pick. The only thing I liked about the giants pick was that they moved back to take this guy. I'm like, we're taking a receiver in the first round. Like, how many receivers do we need? I'm going to take it one step further with the Bengals pick. It's 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 a terrible pick. Terrible, terrible. pick. It's awful. It's it's classic Cincinnati. Ben- you you win. You build a team in the trenches. It's it's basic football knowledge, and all these idiot Bengals fans who want to justify it. You build in the trenches. Look what happened to Andrew Luck. We just talked about him. They waited too long. They finally got an offensive line, a great offensive line. And he had an amazing year. I mean, I think I think there's two ways to look at this pick. Like, I think the value they got at that position with that player is great. But I think the decision with the pieces that they already had and the guy they passed on to take him is what makes it a bad pick. Exactly. It's a terrible pick. It's awful. And the Lions were fucking stoked about it. Sure. You protect, you have a Maserati. You protect it. You take it in. You're, you're not protecting your Maserati. You're treating your Maserati like a Ford Fiesta. That's what the Bengals do. They're treating it just like a random run of the mill car. You protect your investment. You're not doing that. You you do not protect your investment by getting a wide receiver. Good and luck. Also, get- they have weapons. I know. That's the thing that, that, that bothered me about the Giants pick too, is they traded back after the Eagles jump up to get Devontae Smith. And I was kind of stoked about it. I'm like, good. Now we get to trade back. We stockpile draft capital. We pick it 20. It's probably not a receiver there. You know, I I understand that sometimes those guys fall to you and you, you know, you find yourself in a position to take Devontae Smith and you can't not take him. I understand those positions. But then at 20, I'm like, and listen, everybody's bonering out over the Florida kid. 
And I'm just like, you signed a receiver in the offseason. You, ha- you have uh, Galladay now. You have Sterling Shepard, who you drafted in the second round a few years ago. You have Darius Slayton, who's been the most productive receiver on the team for the last three seasons. You got John Ross in the offseason. You added a tight end in the offseason. You have Ingram, who's a pro bowler. There's all this. Danny Dimes has all the weapons now. Let's see what we can do. I don't, I'm not really all that concerned about Danny Dimes needing weapons as much as I'm concerned with they don't fucking protect him. I don't get it in football. It's such a simple concept. Every single team that wins the Super Bowl protects their quarterback. Brady was protected. Let's look at the other end. Mahomes was running for his life. There was injured offensive lineman on the Chiefs. It's so simple. It, it, it like it, it, it's mind blowing that you're not protecting your quarterbacks. It, it makes no sense. No sense at all. Look what Cleveland did after a subpar year for Baker Mayfield. They upgraded. They protect their quarterback. He bounces back, has a good year. They win a playoff game. It, there is no like the Cincinnati pick is reckless. There's no way to justify it, but it's classic Bengals. They're fucking idiots. And anyone defending it is a fucking moron. I'll go that far. You're a fuck. You don't understand football if you don't protect your quarterback. You just don't. Every single game is won or lost in the trenches. Oh, we got a second round pick. That's not a top 10 pick like, like you were saying. He's a top 10 pick. And most importantly, he's the number one rated offensive lineman in the draft because you were in a position where that guy can go first overall some years, second overall some years, depending on what's needed. And three of those quarterbacks go in the top three. Um, you know, then you start getting into, we're talking about what they have the fifth pick. Correct. Yeah. And it sucks for Joe Burrow. And I don't care what Joe Burrow, I don't know what he was pushing. I'm just saying it sucks for his health. Because good luck when the Ravens or Miles Garrett or TJ Watt lights you the fuck up, dude. It's not going to matter who's wide receiver. I don't know if you saw that meme going around. That was hilarious. That Photoshop meme. No. I'll send it to you after the show. It, it's, it's, just, it's mocking their pick. But again, it's not just the Bengals. You're talking about the Giants. I just don't understand any of these teams. There's a reason, like you said, Joe, all these guys who drafted quarterbacks then follow that up with alignment because they're protecting their investment. It's, it's like getting a lot of money and then you say, well, I can put it in some sort of IRA that's going to have a guaranteed return. It's going to protect my money. Or I can buy scratchers with it. Yeah, Exactly. I, I might hit the jackpot, the scratchers, or I can get this guaranteed 20%, 50, I mean, that's a high return, but like a guaranteed 10% return, whatever it is. And it sucks because Burrow is, uh, I, you know, he looks pretty good. I just, I just don't get it, th- these teams, why, why they would ever do that. But hey, you know, bangles are going to bangle. And will I ever go to a game? No. I call bullshit. Never. Chargers are here this year. I bet you go to a Bengals game next year. Only if I'm paid. Only if you're paid? Yeah. Paid to go? Yes. Meaning 
somebody gives you money to go to the game. Correct. I bet you you go to a football game in the Bengal Stadium next year. You'll justify it with like, well, I'm going to see the Chargers. You justify it with like, I'm going to see this team or I'm going for this reason. And, oh, somebody gave me the ticket. Somebody invited me to the game. Cutter go, got me. I wouldn't go with free tickets. Again, somebody has to pay me. Somebody wants to pay me to go to the I, Bengals game. Why would anybody pay you to go to the Bengals? Exactly. Game? Why? No one would. It's the only way I'm going. I don't care who's playing. I'm not going. I, I would not give money to that one of the, one scumbag of the, owner. One of the old takes exposed dirt balls. One Jesse Stanga. Mark this down now. Some Somebody on Reddit. Mark the minutes and thing. Mark it down. I bet you Ruther attends a Bengals game this year. No way in hell, Joe. You'll forget about this. And then you'll be like, I didn't say I was never going to go to a game. I said I'd never buy tickets to go to a Bengals. And I'll be like, all right. Somebody go. Somebody pull the tape. I'm on record right now. The only way I'm going to a game is if someone pays me money. Someone says, here's a hundred bucks. Here's 200 bucks cash. Go to the Bengals game. Cool. I'll do it for that. If you want to pay me to watch Joe Burrow get destroyed, tear another ACL at this point, because I get, I have so many discussions with, with people from Cincinnati at this point, if you're a Bengals fan, if you support them, I, I honestly think you're mentally insane. I do. I'm not, I'm not mincing my words in this. If you support a team that continues to do shitty decisions for 30 plus years, year after year, if you continue to have this gleam, this, this glimmer, I'm sorry, of hope, you literally, you're mentally ill. You're meant the Reds haven't won a playoff series since 95, but you know what the difference is? The Reds actually care about their fans. They try, they try to win. They've tried different strategies. They've just sucked. You go to the ballpark. It's, it's a great experience. Literally. If you support you know, the, we were talking Bengals, about this the other day, we were talking about this the other day when we were at Laz's, you were there. It's like, you're so worked up. You're still so worked up. It's like, you can art. You are a Bengals fan. No, I'm worked up because I live here and I see you, it. You've been this worked up the whole. I mean, do you remember you raging on the Bengals and Brown and Dalton and Marvin Lewis? And well, yeah, like you just literally I'm, you've literally never given up. You have you, no you, like whatever you say, you are a Bengals fan because I'm not, I'm not like, a Bengals fan. I'm from here. So it's frustrating. I know. But you know what? You're the guy who broke up with a girl, but all oh, all you do is still talk about that girl. It's like, bro, why'd you even break up with her? It's You're still it's just, stalking her Instagram. You're like, her new boyfriend's fucking piece of shit, bro. And you're like, bro, you broke up with her. Let it go. So I can't talk about bangles anymore. I mean, you're just worked up. I am worked up. You're more worked shit. up about the Bengals picking a wide receiver at, at five than an offensive lineman at five than you are Aaron Rodgers. Man, they get traded. For you know why I'm worked up? Because I'm more worked up about the people who continue to support this shit. That's what it is. And in fact, I texted one of those people tonight. I, I said, I said, what angers me the most is people like you who think there's this Just sending hope. random fucking bomb texts to people. Well, it, it's it's just to, to me, like I said, it's the definition of mentally ill. You're mentally, you are mentally ill if you think things are going to change that have not changed for 30 years. You're mentally fucking ill. It's the same person who continues to vote for that political party and thinks they're going to get real change. No, you're not. It's mentally ill. 
It's the war on drugs. It's it, you're losing. We're losing the war on drugs. The war on drugs has never won. Maybe we should not do it anymore. The Cincinnati Bengals are the war on drugs. It's a giant doesn't mean L. That, doesn't mean that people enforcing the war on drugs are bad people, though. God, that's a whole other discussion. Yeah, it is. I am worked up because I literally just had this conversation before we got on air via text. And, you, and, and we know people like what's what would Justin Wood say if I said, dude, you're mentally ill. Like you literally need to get well, checked. I think in. Justin Wood's very aware he's mentally ill. I mean, I, I would say Justin's mentally. I think Justin would say he's mentally ill. That's a se- kind of a separate issue, though. But I wonder how he feels about the pick. There is a difference, like I said, of losing teams and what a team like or a franchise like the Cincinnati Bengals do. There's a lot of shitty organizations or you just keep losing but they try like, like I, if I did a fax only on Cincinnati, it, it would be two hours long. I, I would list so many facts of why you supporting this team in 2021, you're mentally ill, you're delusional. And I'm done with it. I said my piece. You're right. I'm worked up. Stalking your ex's Instagram. <laughs> It's tough not to stock when you live here, though, man. You go to the local paper every day. But but what I need to do, you're right, what I need to do for my own mental health, because I got issues too, of course, is to not look at the comments, to not look at the tweets for my own sanity. But also, why don't you just look at them and be like, okay, I'm not a Bengals. Like, I, dude, you know how concerned I am with people arguing over the Cincinnati Bengals pick? I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I should just because I'm not a fan of the Bengals. Sure. (laughs) Mama said the Bengals are like a box of chocolates. I'll say this about the NFL draft, man. The NFL is just it's a it's it's amazing to me. When I was watching that, how they just put on such a show. Think about that. I don't. I think. I think we lose. What's funny is they don't even put on a show. What's the show? People. That's just, what I'm. They they only have a show because people show up. And I don't know who. Listen, if you go to the draft because you're, like, I'm not saying you you could only go as an employee. But if you're on the inside, if you are friends with somebody, if you're working with an agency, if you're working with somebody's team, if you know somebody, if you know, I've never been in an NFL draft and I could like when the NFL draft was a thing, like, you know, here in New York every year, I could, I could have for sure gotten extra access. What the fuck am I doing? They're like, you're going to watch guys put on hats. I can't believe that's my point, Joe. I, I agree. I would never go either. I think it's, but there's no show. It's not like they make it interesting, but they do because of the fanfare, not just live, the talk of the draft, the hype. It's basically a holiday. Now it just takes over everything. Like the NFL has done such a brilliant job in making it what it is. Nothing compares to all the NFL did with the NFL draft was like allow people to come. And then they showed up and they're like, oh, now we're going to take it wherever. And we're like, 
I just can't even believe it draws the fanfare. It does because like I'm like, what are you really going to do? But it does because that that is why football is king. Obviously, the NBA draft is huge, too. But it doesn't even come close to the fanfare. Obviously, fans don't attend. But they just have made it such a thing. I mean, you somebody like when they show Cleveland, there's thousands of people well, there. What are, they, what, are they, what are they doing instead? Going to fucking Cedar Point or whatever. I mean, but name a city. Until, every city they go to, whatever. Every, every city they go to well, is that, the same thing. But that's the thing. In New York, it was never that. When it was in New York for years, it was just like people showing up and the thing, like you know, they were in a room. You got a couple Jets fans booing. Like it was never that. Now they're like, what if we put it in the middle of fucking, you know, the street in Nashville or we put it in the middle of whatever in Cleveland? People are like, oh, we're fucking hype. Yeah. Because like you said, we were looking at it, You were like, there's Steelers fans there. They're whatever. Because you put it in those places. Some fucking idiot's getting in his car to see who the to see in person who the Steelers, the Steelers pick at like 19. Getting the whole fucking family in the car. We're going to watch the fucking Steelers pick. That's my point. Watch a guy put a fucking hat on. I, I agree. It's ludicrous, but that's my point. Is that football is such it is it's ingrained now. But my point is when it was in New York City, people were like, Well, fucking New York's expensive. I don't know if I want to go to fucking city. And then New Yorkers like, we don't really give a shit. But you There's still had pe people on the Paramount Theater. But you still had people from all over. Obviously, now they did a smart move by moving it all around. And taking over cities. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, I can't imagine putting on face paint in a jersey. You know, you're talking about you're not going to go to a, a Bengals game. Like, you know, I'm, I'm on the earth 41 years. Never, I never even thought about going to the draft. Yeah. It's, Me either. It's, 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 you know. 700th on the list of sporting events that I'd be interested in going to. Yeah. Like you said, only if I was working, if I was like, had, a, you know, I had some work to do. Cool. It'd be a fun experience, but no, I'm not getting in my car and saying, Hey, I want to see where my team picks. Now, what if it was in Cincinnati? It would never be here. That again, the, the, the fucking, disgusting the, the abomination of that stadium and whatever I don't even know why I got you started on this again you shouldn't have done it you shouldn't have done it the abomination it's an abomination it's a giant steel structure it's literally an eyesore right next to the river it's disgusting there's there's nothing yeah fuck it I don't want to talk about this shit anymore I'm just yeah. it gets it gets Let's me talk too about Mets huge eighth inning eight four in the ninth now Let's go, Mets. I'm happy for you. Sounds like the Reds' bullpen somehow leaked into Philly. Yeah. Because no lead is safe with the Cincinnati Reds. Again today. Oh, 12-8 lead heading into the eighth? Not so fast, my friend. It's heading to extras. But, hey, the Reds took two out of three somehow. I'm going go to I'm gonna go support my local Cincinnati Reds on Cinco de Mayo this week. That's what I'm going to do. Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> How did I say Was that what? Wednesday? Yeah, it's supposed to rain, but hopefully, you can, hopefully, I can catch a a sock. Sunny again. I'm I'm getting sunny gray, but hey, cool. 
he, he, oh well thank you for, thank you for reminding me andy because i know some dirt balls have reached out and i want to clarify because it, it was a question mark i am for sure attending the day mets cardinals game on thursday that's the day game had those tickets for a while there's pod seating got a pod of four uh i'll be going to but if but if dirt balls are there you know message me um and, you know, I'm always down to grab a beer with a dirt ball at a baseball game. And then on uh, it was it was a question mark of Monday or Tuesday. It looks like, well, I know for sure that DeGrom is for sure starting Tuesday. And I would say that there's a 95 percent chance that I will also be attending that game on Tuesday for a Jacob DeGrom away start against the Cardinals. Just nice to be at a DeGrom day. Would have been perfect if he was pitching on Thursday. I would have probably only gone to one game, but I'm in town. DeGrom's pitching. We'll go to a DeGromy start and we'll be there Thursday. So Tuesday night, Thursday. And then of course, Friday, Saturday, two shows, Friday, two shows, Saturday at helium in St. Louis. Unfortunately I'm hosting because it was just a shows planned because I was already going to be in town, but you know, probably 15 minutes of material I'd imagine for a host. So come out and see some comedy, come out and see some baseball, come out and see some Jacob DeGrom. Come on, have a Miller Lite. You gonna be golfing at all in St. Louis? That's a great question, Andy. Yeah, well, I'm packing my clubs. The one benefit to flying Southwest, that dumpster fire airline, two bags fly free. So one of them is gonna be golf clubs, and one of them will be your minimal golf bag. That is correct, Andy. My minimal golf bag, and I'll pack it in my. You know, one of the great things, Andy, about the minimal golf bag, and this isn't even one of like the real perks of it, but they do give you the travel slash rain cover that you can put on top of the the club area, the club head area, which I'll be doing before I put it in the travel bag and uh, traveling so I can play some courses in St. Louis. I'm going to have my bag out in St. Louis. I'm just excited to show the Midwest some California golf bag technology play some tunes on the Bluetooth speaker, you know, show which off is, my face. Which, which is also waterproof, the Bluetooth speaker. Also waterproof. The phone charger. Yeah, guys, if you haven't got these minimal golf bags, they're amazing, and they have a new version that's coming out May 25th, which includes many upgrades. A few that include, a few included are the longer battery life, a more durable waterproof speaker, which I just mentioned, a rangefinder pocket, larger pocket openings for all the pockets. So they're going to upgrade those fingertip pocket opening tabs, which are great guys. It's a great bag. If you haven't checked out minimal and you want to upgrade your golf game, go to minimalgolf.com. And when they say fingertip opening tab, it's because all of the uh, pockets on the minimal golf bag. I don't know if you know this, Andy. I mean, I don't know how much you've played with yours so far, but all magnetic, no zippers. Correct. I would bet you, that the number one reason somebody gets a new golf bag is because the zipper breaks. Cause it's annoying. I even have a regular, you know, duffel bag in my closet. My favorite duffel bag zippers broken. I've been talking about getting the zipper fixed for two years and I just never will. Cause who fixes a zipper magnetic closures, custom design artwork, put your favorite team logo, put your favorite podcast logo, put your face, put your company logo, put whatever on the side of it. And then the patent pending photo, you know, the, the uh, phone holder 
which is perfect for me filming my swing. I mean, it's unbelievable. I can't wait. I'll you'll see pictures of me on a St. Louis golf course with it this week. Yeah, minimalgolf.com. So check out those bags. Order one now. Again, the new upgraded golf bag drops May 25th. So you can pre-order that. So somebody just donated a hundred bucks. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Somebody just donated a hundred bucks to what? For me to go to a Bengals game. <laughs> okay, I gotta specify. It's a hundred dollars and my ticket. Like I'm not. Wow, look at this. Now that was donated, and, and I did clarify with them not to be a dick. That was donated YouTube. YouTube takes thirty three percent. Damn like, YouTube. You, you got to send that via Venmo, man. Well, and Andy don't, Dash don't make, don't make him send it again. Can he can he take that back? I don't know, dog, but like, geez, this guy's just paying for you to go to a Bengals game. And now you're like, listen, the, the way you sent it, it's not preferable. Well, I I'll, I can I can send him back money, you know, from my end. I should I set the bar too low. It's going to take more. Yeah, guys, you got to send me more. Now. I'm sorry. Jeez. Well, I'm just, this I'm just guy. I might just give everybody's money back. Is that is that wrong? I don't know. Listen, it's your it's your whole thing, I'm guys. I'll go to a, I'll go to a Bengals game for a hundred bucks. You would not like it. I'd you like would. it for the experience. I've never been to the the the, the field there, and it haunts me because the Cincinnati Marathon, the Flying Pig, starts there. So I was cursed. I had an upset stomach. Remember? Yeah. So I was a hundred percent cursed, and uh, and and for some weird reason, they also start the L.A. marathon in Cincinnati's football stadium. You were also cursed it, on that on that during that marathon. You know who started the L.A. marathon? You know, there's always some celebrity who Justin Turner. Yeah, how'd you know? Because you told me already. Oh, I told you. Yeah, you told me he murdered Tommy Lasorda with coronavirus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And he murdered your marathon with diarrhea. <laughs> Old Orange County, Justin Turner. I didn't know he was Orange County until you told me that at the Dodgers game last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he went to Fullerton. Yeah. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Well, at least he's not uh, in the same deep water that Roberto Alomar is in. Boy, oh boy. Remember that? Dude, you remember going back to Alomar's playing days, the crazy stories about Alomar? I mean, the, the rumors of Roberto Alomar's like weird sexual issues go back. I mean, this goes back to the 90s. Didn't one woman claim she, he gave her HIV? Somebody like back in the day, the claim was always that he had HIV. Yeah. Now, I don't know. That's obviously been... No, I, I wouldn't say it's been debunked, but we I feel like we've heard about it by now. Yeah. He he's had stories go on forever. So he and that was, was the big thing because remember he spit on an ump. That's right. So he had been serving as a consultant to major league baseball. No mass. So basically, this is kind of something you don't see. They do a whole investigation, Major League Baseball, claim that he violated their policies and that he's basically banned for life from baseball, from baseball. He can never work for baseball. Right. But he was inducted in the Hall of Fame. Right. 
and that holds up. So it's like OJ. How so? Well, OJ's still in the Hall of Fame. Is OJ banned from the NFL? I don't know. My point is, <laughs> you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure OJ gets in if the vote happens past after the alleged. Okay. Well, well, then, then, then this is the discussion. You're leading me into this, which is good. This is what I wanted to have. Okay. Of you can be a terrible person off the field, but if you were a good player, you're a Hall of Famer. Are we, are we doing some sort of Pete Rose thing, dog? No, no, I'm not. I actually wasn't going there. Okay. Well, I'm I think not, that's been, I think that's been the deal forever, but it hasn't. So the, the blue Jays the same day decide that their his number was retired mm -hmm. and they're removing him. They have something called the level of excellence. Yeah which is basically their ring of honor. Mm -hmm. So the Blue Jays are removing him from their level of excellence. But 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 again, this... But are they giving out 12? Probably not. Right? So his number... Will his number still be retired? They just won't be displaying his name? So a banner honoring Alomar, who's number 12... Attack how murder somebody. Hold on a second. So I'm reading it. So, yeah. So his number 12, which was retired by the team, will be removed from the Rogers Center. As will other acknowledgments of his Toronto career. Dude, this, this is a discussion to have, though. This is, this is my point. Piece of shit off the field. So now we're just acting like he didn't play for the Blue Jays. I, I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, I, I, here's the thing is... Why can't they just write a caveat or put like in parentheses? Yeah, this guy was a sexual predator. Where are they putting that on the on the, in the ring of honor? I don't know. I, I think I think it's an easy thing for them. Like they're not really doing anything. They're just taking down stuff. It's like it's honestly probably the least you could do, which. But again, this is a case by case basis and how every team like. Ben Rosberger is for sure going in the ring of honor. His seven is for sure getting retired. They're talking about making Kobe Bryant the fucking logo. Are they making him butt fucking somebody the logo? Like they're talking about <laughs> making him the logo, dog. But, but the, the, exactly, you're bringing up valid points. That's that's a what I'm bringing up is that there's no rhyme or reason to anything. So trying to you know, trying to uh, say like, it's like this versus like this. It's like, first of all, you know, if Roberto Alomar was still moving fucking jerseys, the Blue Jays probably wouldn't fucking do it. If it was Joe Carter who did it, they probably wouldn't fucking do it. Dude, Kirby Puckett's all over Twins Field. I'll fucking guarantee you that. So you're shining a light, though, on a lot of hypocrisy, I would say. Yeah. Or double standards. I mean, whatever I mean, you want. I mean, I'm, 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 not, like, I'm not shining a light. I'd like. Whatever you want to call just the it. Way, this is just the way it is. I don't but, know what. But you're but you're bringing up all valid points. Yeah. That's all. That, that's all I'm saying. I'm glad. That's all I was trying to say was, again, it doesn't justify what he did off the field. But. I, 
I, I don't know why we live in a society that can't acknowledge the two things at once. It'd be like removing an Academy Award from an from a actor who did some heinous things. And there's a lot out there. There's a lot of people who did bad things. I, I just, I, I don't know. It's, it's to me, I don't know. It's, Bro, it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's really not a hypocrisy thing as much as it's even a, they're like, if this was making us money or if this was like some sort of face of our franchise or if this was whatever, we wouldn't fucking do anything. But yeah, he was a Toronto Blue Jay great, but he also like you played know, for a lot of teams. Played for a lot of teams. Again, is you know, if there was a Roberto Alomar fucking steakhouse at the Sky Dome or whatever, or this was you know, if he hit the walk off that that Joe Carter did, we would see what happened. You know, people fucking love Kobe Bryant, and people are just like, yeah, he was found fucking there was no evidence of it well i don't see roberto alomar going to fucking prison yeah and 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 again the fucking ben roslesberger thing it ain't one person yeah i mean it's a good point yeah i don't you're right it's probably not hypocrisy it's just some some sort of double standard or some sort of case by case basis but i mean we did the thing with all the we did the all the comedian you know like this bad story comes out about this comedian and they're fired and they're canceled and they're whatever dude ellen has a new show i didn't know that ellen has her show and another show it's like ellen's fucking designed by ellen and in every house she goes into, she makes a little room where you can keep your intern chained to a wall and throw fucking, you know, throw uncooked fucking beans at them. Like, I mean, what are we talking about? But Ellen is a fucking. Ellen's a money pumping machine. Yeah. People love her. Yeah. I mean, even even here, it's like Pete Rose is banned from baseball. But he also has a statue outside the stadium. It's it's like what? Because obviously people since I love him. There's Pete Rose Way downtown. Yeah, they're not gonna get rid of that. Major League Baseball is not gonna force the Reds to get rid of the statue. That guy was a savage, Roberto Alomar. Spitting on people, fucking sexually assaulting people. Played a heck of a second base, though. That's what I'm saying. Came to the fucking Mets. Did he was even on the fucking Mets? We have so many, so many second basemen. Where second basemen go to die? Yeah, he was right. I I blocked Roberto Alomar's days out of my thing, but he was. He played for the Padres, Blue Jays, Orioles, Indians, Mets, White Sox, and D backs. Yeah, ten times. Two thousand three, two thousand two, two thousand three. 10-time Gold Glover. You he was wanna... so good when he was in Toronto. And he was so he's good so when good. He was in Baltimore. He's pretty awesome. Yeah. He was pretty awesome with the Padres, too. Yeah. And the Indians. He had 120 RBI the year 99. He had 182 hits. And he could field like no other. Yeah. Well, he was good as shit when he was up there in Toronto on the fucking on the turf. It's a joke. Yeah. 
Those were some fun teams. Yeah. You want to hear from the dirt balls? Sure. Spend a minute. Are we already at the calls portion of the show? Yeah, it's going to be a little light one. Is that cool? Okay. I'm fine with whatever. <laughs> Unless you want to talk about <laughs> Let's see when talk about the Vietnam vet who lived at the vet. I can't, I can't do it tonight. I'm just going to leave it on the rundown. It's been on the rundown for two months. I know. It's crazy. I don't know why you won't just delete it from the rundown. No. It's like a thing now. Like, I think this is going to be like a, you know, we've, we've talked about this before having, I think, and I think we've done it back when we were together and we would, uh, we would print out, rundowns for the show you give them to the interns like we've we've signed a couple of rundowns and sent them to people written notes on rundowns like i think this is gonna be a thing if we ever start printing out rundowns again everyone we print out from here on out has to have the vietnam vet lived at the vet story you know why i'm holding on to this i held on to the usc football player or the guy who infiltrated the usc football team who was homeless and that ended up being a hit nearly as long this this has been on the fucking rundown from before the USC story was even on the rundown. True. So, yo, wow. Wow, you're right. The headline of this article is March 9th. <laughs> We're coming on almost two months. This has been on the rundown. We'll talk about it next episode. We won't. <laughs> I'll never talk about it. <laughs> but, I demand it but I demand it stays on the rundown forever. It's a fascinating read, man. I mean, it kind of explains itself. A Vietnam vet lived. At- no, we're not talking about it, Andy. Don't even get. Don't even fucking start doing this. Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it next episode. <laughs> <laughs> what else? What else was on the rundown? We just had the draft. We had, you know, I mean, LeBron's back. Yeah, they lost. Andy, who's your NBA MVP? Well, it's not LeBron. Well, no shit. <laughs> he missed too much time. You got to go with Jokic, right? I think so. I think that's fair. Let's let's throw those Denver guys a bone. Yeah. Although they've had their bones lately. They've got they got Terrell Davis into the Hall of Fame. You're going to give me singing bone. I think I think they're still demanding that like uh Dante Bichette be inducted in the Hall of Fame and and the big cat they're like, here's how the big cats fucking stats line up against Eddie Murray. How fucking dare you guys do this? Did Larry Walker get in the Hall of Fame? I don't know. I think so. Yeah. Man. Well, throw him, throw him a bone. Give, give it to Jokic. I'm into that. I'm into pa- I'm, I'm into passing big men getting love. So we have a lot of calls. Okay. 310. 310- Three five nine eight three six five. A lot, a lot of ones to catch up on. Let's see where we want to go here first. This Mets game's getting dicey, Andy. Okay, well, stay focused. Here we go. I can't stay focused. Hey, Joe and Andy, this is Nick D'Alessandro calling from beautiful Ann Arbor, Michigan. I love this. The other Nick D'Alessandro. He sounds like a third Nick D'Alessandro. I don't remember his voice being this deep. Oh, my <laughs> God. This is ridiculous. No fucking way. Unbelievable. What? How deep his voice is? <laughs> Three-run home run. Tie game. 8-8. Eight, eight. 
Well, I hate to. Motherfucker! Hey, man. I've been there. Yeah, his voice had to talk about the vet. We had to talk about the vet living at the vet. We had to give all (laughs) the fucking Philly the fucking love. The fucking Vietnam vet living under the vet with PTSD from living in Philly more than he was from fucking being in Vietnam. What a great soundtrack he had, though. You want to talk about the story? No. (laughs) All right, let's get back to Nick D'Alessandro Dose. He's always had a deep voice for the record. So um, Andy brought up C.J. Kushmanzada a couple of uh, weeks ago, and it had me thinking. There have been a lot of um, great athlete names in sports, and I'm not talking about, like, nicknames, but I'm talking about, like, the actual name of the person. So um, I was just curious what your guys' favorite athlete's name are of uh, all time. And if, if you don't have one, then uh, maybe just a few. Uh, we... Oh, shit. Sorry. That's that's me. Anyway, my, my apologies. First of all, I'd like to- First of all, I'd like to just remind everybody that I brought up Tisha Hushmanzada a couple of episodes ago saying that his career stats were better than fucking Wes Welker, too. It was you. Uh, so basically, that is a great name, Hushmanzada. So he wants great athlete names. All right. And- I just I just pulled up just to get a reminder. I'm not counting things like Metal World Peace and World Be Free. Because... I agree. Ridiculous. Coco Crisp. That's a good one. Spud Webb. That's a good one. God Sham God might be the goat still. Also, he has a basketball move named after him now, the Sham God. That's a dribbling move. So God Sham God might be up there. I mean, Rusty Cunts is the first one that Google gives you. Yeah. Lejeune Rusty Cunts. Dewana Boner. There's a Misty Hyman. <laughs> I didn't. I don't know who this baseball player is. Looks like maybe Red Stubby Clap. Who? I don't know. Captain Munnerlin. You remember him? Yeah. This is the craziest name I've ever seen. Chief Kicking Stallion. Stallion Zims. Chief Kicking Stallion Zims. That's pretty amazing. Boof Bonzer, Blue Mood Odom, Earthwind Moreland. Oh, and I remember remember this guy from Georgetown, Ruben Boomche Boomche. Yeah, what about the dude who who brought the picture up of his grandma? Takarius McKinley. Yeah. That's right. That was a couple of years ago at the draft. Yeah. Andy, do I have fucking news for you on this fucking baseball game? I don't give a shit. You have to give a shit. I really don't. The home run hit the top of the fence. It did not go out. They are fucking calling it back. Oh, I'll be able to sleep well tonight now. Thank you for that. Reese Hoskins is upset. I know Reese Hoskins is your least favorite name in sports. Speaking well, somebody, of- somebody left a call about that. Okay. I, for, I forget where he thinks it's the douchiest name. Spelling Reese R-H-Y-S. Y-S. Which is very much a like UK... Scottish, Wales-ish, English, some some fucking region over there. That's where Reese is from. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's now. stick with the baseball question. Actually, and I want yeah. you to answer this because I have a question. I I need help with this too. With okay. this call. Wait. Well, did you give us your favorite name in sports history? I'm going God Sham God. Bill Walton. <laughs> what a great name. I mean, God Sham God's pretty good. 
I also like Ruben Boomche Boomche. I mean, who was the backup quarterback? Savage. (laughs) (laughs) What was it? Dan Savage. Dan Savage is like a Dan Savage is like a nineties wrestler village voice. LGBTQ writer, <laughs> LGBTQ column, sex columnist. No, there was another savage though. In in addition to Randy Macho Man. Oh yeah, you sure it wasn't? Yeah, well, I, I know who I know who you're talking about. The writer. You know, Randy um, Savage is Andy. Is that who you're talking about? Are you talking about Dan Savage, the Tom LGBTQ Savage writer? That guy used to kill Village Voice columns. Do you remember when Tom Savage got destroyed when he played for the Texans? Yeah. I mean, I shouldn't laugh about it. You know what I'm they talking about? into his name, Jim Handy. Oh, yeah. Like, he was dying on the field. All right, this is a good call. This is for all the hat people out there. Hey guys, this is Brad, longtime listener uh, from Orange County. Uh, not sure if you guys remember me, but uh, we met up a few years ago at the Angels Reds game, and um, I've been to some of your guys' shows. Uh, this is just a quick question for Joe. So, as a hat aficionado like yourself, uh, what is your pro tip on saving space? I have collected many hats over the years, and I know you've mentioned on the podcast that you had like 90 hats or something like that. I forget what you said. But lately, I've been running out of space in my closet. Uh, I have a shelf inside that usually is perfect for like 15 to 20 hats. But now I'm up to like 30 to 40, and now they're barely fitting on that shelf. So just curious how you make it work since uh, you're usually living in apartments just like uh, myself. Uh, that's all I got. Anyways, stay dirty, boys. Uh, condoms are for people who take medical advice from Joe Rogan. Later. Like that. Um. Well, would, I've yeah. What do we do with the hats? I like. I don't have as many, but I, I even right now, I'm like, what am I doing with my hats? So my thing is uh, because because I have so many, and because I need you know, space, like you said, I live in an apartment. So the first thing I do is I always, you know, I store them with the hat closed, if you will, you know, and then I stack them. So I usually put like on the top of a, on the top of a closet on a regular shelf at the top of a closet, I can usually stack, I don't know, call it seven or eight back. If you, you know, if you, if you flap them inside out, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how to describe it, but if they're, if the hat's closed, like if the back end of your hat is pressed up against the front, you guys know what a fucking closed hat looks like the way it sits on a shelf in the store. So I, I stack them like that. I have them going all across the top of my closet, but in times where I've had smaller closets, like in my old spot, um, what I would do is I would get um, sh- a shoe rack and I would put it at the top of my closet. So a lot of times you get a shoe rack and it goes on the ground and you can put like two or three sets of shoes and stack them but you need them to be wide enough so that they're not pushing down the top of the hat. Especially if you have a lot of 59 50s, like I have, you want to mind the form of the hat. You don't want it getting, you don't want that top being pushed down always if it's like slid in. So make sure you get 
like a shoe rack that's or 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 some sort of shelf that's high enough that it can slip in there but that's what i used to have and i used to have but i would just go one so like here i'll probably get that way soon where i gotta add one layer and so you know i probably have i probably have eight or nine rows of eight or nine hats and then at some point i'll probably shelf one up and then just start stacking them like that the other thing i have seen which i haven't bought yet because i don't have a ton of a lot of people have closet space like a deeper closet my closet is pretty shallow so there's not a lot of wall space on the side but i have seen these hat storage things that you put on the wall and then they slide down i don't have them i don't know how they mine the form so well but that's yeah. what i would do and yeah honestly honestly if you're like you know if you're in a situation where you don't have that many hats and you want to keep closet space for yourself get like a proper old-fashioned hat rack like one you would see in like an old timey that you know those usually keep 10 12 hats on them yeah, I think it's cool yeah i think moonlight graham had one of those and yeah uh, old moonlight graham all right let's see what else we got on here oh yeah this, this one okay joe eight seven what's your record finish. what's the mess record they're now 500 again that's a shit division right now. It is. All right. But, you he, know, they're they're beating each other up. He's left but, a lot of calls recently, CT. I think this is the one he left. Brandon, Ruther, CT, formerly of Seattle, lifelong Seattle Kraken fan. I'm sitting here at my house watching... Mad Max Fury Road. Ruther, I know you're not a movie guy, but Prano, I know you're a big movie guy. So that's a movie question. They're both of you, really. Mad Max Fury Road, one of the films that I somehow did not see in theaters, and I regret it every day of my life. So my question to you, you know, any era, what movie do you wish you were there opening night for that you just weren't? I have two. Mad Max Fury Road. God, I wish I saw it in fucking 3D. It's a great movie. And also Jurassic Park. I was a little too young, born in 88. I would have been like four, five years old. But the moment, I wish I was sitting in a theater full of people when the T-Rex fucking comes out of the cage. I think the theater just would have gone insane. Maybe I just missed going to movies. That's just me. Fucking pandemic. Ah. Uh, but, hey, what movies would you guys like to have been at opening night in the sold-out crowd? CTO. So, so many layers to this call. First of all, Mad Max Fury Road, good movie. Great movie. I'll even say great movie. But I've noticed that Mad Max Fury Road stands exist, and there's a lot of them. There are some people who just, like, like go ballistic for this movie. I'm like, it's fine. I've never but seen it. it. Basically, it just takes – I mean – basically a fucking road trip movie. <laughs> like it's good. It's good. I like it. I did see it in theaters and it was great to see in theaters. Um, but I have, I know a lot of people who are like, fuck best movie ever. I'm like, okay. Um, that being said, let me answer his question because I think despite the, I, I like his idea, but I'm going to add something because, you know, growing up, in New York and also spending through my thirties in New York. I think that's like a, 
I think that was a place where stuff like that happened. But for the most part, worldwide, even there, this like go to the movies opening night thing is still relatively new. That that came with like, oh, we're going to start showing these movies at midnight. They come out midnight Thursday. They come out whatever. Like that wasn't really a thing. I think the first time I remember that even being a thing, even in New York, was the Star Wars prequels. And then like the Spider-Mans came out after that. And then the Batmans came out after that. And then you got into the comic book nerd thing where that that whole genre blew up and whatever. But like. Jurassic Park, they didn't that shit didn't come out on like Thursday at midnight. Yeah, that like that didn't happen. Um, I saw Jurassic Park in the theater. I saw it. Rel- I, I, I bet you I saw it opening weekend. I don't remember if I saw it opening weekend, but it wasn't like. It wasn't like, oh, my God, you know what I mean? That's a relatively new thing. Now, that being said, um, I think the things like the things that jump out to me is like, I wish I was there for it. Like, like take back to the future, like, which was a great movie. And I saw in theaters, like when I was a kid and saw it early out of the thing, because again, it just wasn't an idea. I would have liked to see, um, I just had a movie in my mind. Oh, I would have liked to see like a movie that had like hype, but then, but then like, like it didn't necessarily have to be opening. Like, I, I feel like I would have liked to see like the big Lebowski in theaters, like in LA, you know, someplace where they were like, Ooh, we're hyped for this. You know what I mean? But like an enjoyment level, as opposed to like the new thing of like a comic book movie that comes out at midnight. Cause I, I'll tell you what I did see. I saw, I saw dark Knight the night it came out in New York in IMAX. It was a big fucking deal. I was hyped for it. Um, but like you go back much further. I think the only thing I can think of is maybe like star Wars. Like I'm sure. So star Wars one, the original star Wars four, but like star Wars, you know, a new hope that shit was not like a big deal when it came out, but I bet empire strike back was empire strikes back. You know, I bet return of the Jedi was. I would have been, I would have liked to be there for that kind of sure. shit. What other things like in that, like the Indiana Jones or something like I that? Mean, like- look, for me, this is easy. The, the first one that came to mind without a doubt. And it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I can't imagine being in the theater when Jaws came out. But again, I don't know if like, I don't think Jaws on opening night was like a big deal. I'm, I'm, it, I don't really care about opening night. Like, right. To answer his question, it's just being there in the theater. To see it in theaters. Like that to me, I think is like a different question in terms of like, I wish I saw this on the big screen. Sure. And and I I saw just like you, I saw Jurassic Park. I saw it. Eastgate Showcase Cinemas, which no longer exists here with my mom uh, and my two of my brothers. And and I and I vividly remember when that one dinosaur when 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 Newman, I forget his name, the actor. Newman. When he's in, you know, when he crashes and his eyes are all when that thing opens and then spits the venom on him, I've fucking jumped. I was when it come out, 92, 93? 
So I was like 11 or 12. I, I vividly remember that. I remember seeing Top Gun in the theater the summer it came out, probably pretty early into it coming out. We were on summer vacation. I forget where we were. We were out either out in Montauk or like in Long Beach Island. But it was like summer vacation vibes. You know, you do the beach all day, blah, blah, blah. Family goes to the movie at night. And like, I think being, you know, seven years old or whatever it was, and it being like the first feel of like a block like that's the first time i felt like this was a summer blockbuster i don't even think there was a term then and then maybe that's why i hold it in such high regard to me i was like oh shit like this movie is fucking game changer but i can't think of specific to like any situation other than like oh i would have liked to see this like in new york with like new yorkers or in la with la or like i can't think of anything that came out in the last 10 15 years since this has been a thing that I wish I'd done that I didn't actually do. Like I saw all the Batmans. I saw fucking, I mean, one night I went so fucking stoned to Culver city to see man with the iron fist. Cause you know, I'm a fucking Riza Stan. Um, you know, I saw, I see most of the Tarantino stuff, but I can't think of any like blockbuster. I wish I'd been in the theater for. I love how he thinks I don't like, I don't dislike, he's like, yeah, Ruther doesn't like movies. What? It's not that I don't like movies. I just, I don't, I don't go to the theater that much. I don't, I don't watch as many movies. Who doesn't like movies though? That's a weird claim, CT. I don't, I'm not like, yeah, movies aren't for me. I mean, do you watch movies at home? Do you, will you sit down like, be like I'm going to pop on a full film? Yeah, I do. I mean, I mean, not as often as I probably should. Not as often as you probably like pop on a documentary or a nature show. Oh yeah. I mean, I love documentaries. I love nature shows. Um, I watched, I watched bull Durham uh, a couple weeks ago. Nice. So like I'll watch, we watched eight men out the other night. We watched a little Forrest Gump. Yeah. Like I'll watch movies. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm that idiot who can't decide, man. I pull up Netflix then I pull up Amazon, then Hulu. You and I had an interesting discussion, and I think this is what we'll wrap the show up in. I, I liked this. This is a great segue. You said if we had to pick three, or I don't know if I said it. I said it. Because you said Netflix would not be in your top three, and then I said, I said yeah. I said, give, I, me your, give me your top three streaming devices. Well, I said, I said if you had to pick three streaming services, what three would you pick and i said i don't and i specifically said it because i saw that disney plus had disney plus is like chasing netflix in terms of like subscribers like pretty quickly and i said i didn't think that netflix oh, there's would, no way they're close not worldwide they're halfway there no way yeah no I, way. I literally just saw that it's I'm like 100 million to 200 million no dude netflix has more than 300 million i know that okay listen I just saw this fucking chart. They're like, they're the rate that which they're catching them is like ridiculous. I mean, they've been out, they've got a hundred million subscribers. They've been a thing for a year. So they have a hundred so, million. Yeah. So they have, they, so you're right. They reached a hundred million in 16 months. Right. I'm reading this right now. Anyway, that's not my point. I'm not a fucking Disney plus Dan. I don't care. Um, but like, I don't think Netflix is in my top three anymore because I just don't go to Netflix. Okay, you're right. 
Netflix has 208 million. I- I'm wrong. I thought I had 300. Well, no shit, you're wrong. I literally just saw the fucking story. Okay, okay, relax. I think you're wrong. Go ahead. And the reason the reason the whole conversation that we had came up is because I saw this story. Um, HBO Max is definitely on my list because I love it, the HBO shows, although they've fallen off lately, but I'm pretty sure that's pandemic related. Um, but like when HBO's hitting on a Sunday night, nothing hits like HBO on a Sunday night when they got something cracking. I agree. Um, when succession comes back. Oh boy. You know, uh, like Brian Cox will be dead, which will be unfortunate, but like, um, so HBO max is up there for me. Amazon's probably up there for me. And then I get into like, is Disney plus in there for me just because like, I always know I can go to Disney plus and get star Wars shit or Marvel shit. Not that I'm like a big stand for that stuff, but to know that they have them all there. I've done it. I watched all six. What did I watch? Yeah, I watched, I watched the first six episodes of star Wars in the last like four months in the last four months. And when I say I watched it in the last four months, I mean, I watched them in like two weeks, sure. but it was like in the last four months that I started that process. I was like, Hey, I'm gonna watch all the star Wars again. Um, so I think they'd be there for me, but like Netflix to me, um, I don't, I don't desperately need anything on Netflix. The Letterman show, you know, I'm a Letterman stand. Love that. But like, would I die if I couldn't watch it? I mean, the canceled norm. I'm a norm stand. Like, what else? What am I missing out on? Like, I watched well, Nate Bargatze's special the other night, but like, you're not a, yeah, you're not. This comedy specials is still Netflix and you're not a doc, documentaries. No one's like Netflix. And I I've, of, watched, I've watched some of them here and there. I watched that. This is a robbery the other day. That was pretty good. Um, but, I don't I, I I'll go weeks without opening Netflix. Well, it's great. Like I'm watching Shameless now. It's great for you know, a show that's on like take the for example that it's on Showtime and then it comes to Netflix. You can catch up on the first 10 seasons. It's great for stuff like that. What you should do if you're listening to this right now, you should add up what you're paying on all these. Congrats. You got cable. You got cable. Not me, guy. Mikey's got cable and he's paying for all these. Thanks, Mikey. Mikey. Love you. You're the man. Mikey. I mean, come on. Shout out to all the dirt balls who have given me sports passwords. (laughs) Although I'm splitting YouTube TV with uh, one of my family members now. I mean, YouTube TV is dope. YouTube TV is basically cable. Sure. No, I know it is. It is cable. And I wasn't considering that as part of the streaming. Like, no, I, would I agree. Say, I would say YouTube, like Red or whatever it is, like that YouTube Prime. I don't whatever think it exists anymore. It doesn't. So where do you watch YouTube? Like, where where would you go if you wanted to watch? Or they don't even do that stuff anymore. They don't like, do it. Cobra Kai is on Netflix now. and Yeah, they bought the rights. Okay. Yeah. You say so. I did say so. I did. Okay. That's the call. Let's do one more call, Andy. I mean, this guy. He's like, hey, Ruther, I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get you back on East Coast time. You're gonna have to stay up. You want one more call? Yeah. I do. Let me see what we got here. 
I don't even know what that East Coast time thing was. But okay. I'm saying, do you know what I mean? I'm just trying to get back on the East Coast time. Gotcha. Because my gotcha. schedule's all jacked. Okay. What time is it there, Randy? It's 11.17. Yeah, dog. It's 11.17. I can't just go to sleep. You know, like my mind now is in a different place. I got to, it's like, it's, this is like a workout. It's like a mental workout. And, and then, you know, you can't go to sleep right after working out. You got to calm your body, whatever. I'll fucking read a book. I'd be asleep three minutes after this episode. If it wasn't 817 here. Here's here's it. I like I like this call. This is an update on a former guest that we had. Love it. What's going on, guys? Hunter from Michigan, and I'm a little heated today. Uh, just out of curiosity, yesterday I typed in to Twitter Astros 2021 Shame Tour because you know they did kind of uh, get away with it last year because of the whole COVID thing. And come to find out that huge Twitter platform, the Astros 2020 Shame Tour Twitter uh, app, is actually just some bullshit generic uh, baseball news Twitter handle now. Uh, if you type in Astros 2020 Shame Tour, that Twitter platform is now just, it's called like Baseball Newsletter. And then in the description of the Twitter platform, it'll, it says formally at Asterisk Tour. So... That makes me a little irritated because I definitely feel like the Astros should not at this point be just let off the hook. So I am putting out the flag for someone over at the DSPN network or someone, you know, affiliated with the DSPN network who maybe, you know, has a little social media expertise or something along those lines <laughs> who can start a dirty sports ordained Astros 2021 shame tour because the fact that they were able to just kind of skate through last year uh, with only 60 games is just, to me, unacceptable. We need them to have to deal with all sorts of crap this year. And, uh, yeah, we just can't let them get away with it. For the next, as long as there's one person on that team associated with the cheating scandal, I think that the Astros should be shamed uh, without any type of uh, remorse. So that's all I wanted to say condoms are for the detroit tigers managing situation and i'll talk to you guys later peace i like that i like that the vibe there was they can't just keep getting away with this so we went full breaking bad on us there so we had the dude on the show who started and wasn't he pretty open early on that he was like gonna turn it in like wasn't he pretty open on uh, open early on on like i'm gonna turn this into like just a baseball account after yeah, I don't remember. So now it, it used to be at asterisk tour, right? Which now somebody else has, which sounds like he has that still, right? Well, actually, yeah. So I he create, I mean, I, so, so now he has I some generic, call out, essentially to you, Andy Ruther. He's basically no, telling you that yeah, he wants you it. to start sorry. Sorry. things, things Astros haters like. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, it does suck, dude. Cause now he has just some, I mean, I don't want to shit on the guy, but cause he created something great with the Astros thing, but now he just has some generic baseball blog and oh, it's cringeworthy, man. I'm not going to lie. So the new Twitter feed is at B letter for the baseball newsletter. I mean, dude, you should have came like, 
I don't know, man. And I bet this has lost a lot of followers. I'm certain it has. I know it has actually. Look, I'm all about monetizing it, but how are you going to monetize this dude with some generic baseball letter? Like he's just posting baseball stuff. He should have just kept asterisk tour and been like, we're mixing all this stuff in now. I mean, that guy, John boy does fucking a whole Yankees show. He still breaks down all the fucking umpire shit. But he has like a, a, a fucking, you know, talking Yanks or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Remember how awkward that dude was? Yeah. I forget what, what what was the thing with him too? We had like something. He didn't want to like do something or I don't even remember. I remember he caught me because he texted me because I visually on air was like, like he was just going on and on and I, and I didn't hide it, which is that's, that's on me. You shouldn't do that to a guest. I fucked up. Um, it's, it's not, it's not a good move as a host, but yeah, that dude was a weirdo. <laughs> I mean, it was a brilliant idea, but good luck on your baseball newsletter, bro. Like I, like, that's but also I, but also I think that the soul of this call is true too, like which is like again Kevin Durant Kevin Durant and the Astros are the number one winners and and Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos are the number one winners of COVID. Like uh, no yeah. one no one benefited more. Like I said that like we like no one's even fucking caring about the Astros anymore. Remember when we were like, we're going to ruin their lives. Yeah. No, when we were going to pay for fucking people to drill them or like pay fines. It's crazy. I think that was the thing he wouldn't get behind with us. I was like, we should pay their fines. And he was like, that sounds mean. I was He's like, like mom, give me the bagel bites. Yeah. Barry McCockner's coming over later. We need more bagel bites. <laughs> Weird guys on the internet meet up. Hey, 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 at least at least this guy revealed his name. Yeah. I mean, just saying. How 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 long? Like, serious question about McCockner, real quick. At what point do you just say, like, how long would he do that? How long would he do what? Like, how many years are you gonna go without putting yourself on it? Clearly not interested in monetizing as he keeps as he keeps changing to a new burner account. This is my backup. This is my backup's backup. That's a documentary, man. Barry McCockner. Oh yeah. It's a, that, it's a dirty for dirty. That's a documentary right there. That's the kind of shit Netflix is gonna have on it soon. Yeah. I know. All right. They said That's, I couldn't be Ian Rappaport's. They said I couldn't use Ian Rappaport's picture and bio. And I took that personally. <laughs> <laughs> That's the show. 310-359-8365 for the calls. Drop us an iTunes review. I'm back home. I can send out some koozies. Just leave your Twitter IG handle. That way I can reach you to get an address. Or does the kid say Addy? Does the kid say Addy? I have no idea what the kids say. If you're um, in the Midwest, you can Midwest, see Joe this week. Midwest, I'll be in you. That's what the kids say, right? Yeah, you will. Fire emojis, keep it 100. Yeah, you will. 
Um, I will be in the Midwest this week. Two Mets games, some golf, four shows at Helium St. Louis. After that, if you're in the Bay Area, two weeks from this weekend, four shows Friday and Saturday in San Francisco, Laugh City. Details of that are on my website. And if somehow this signal, this radio signal that you're listening to this broadcast on reaches you in the great state of Alaska, I'll be up there at the end of the month and then returning from that and going straight to San Diego, the whale's vagina, all these dates, JoePrano.com. Check it out. Follow me on social media at Fix Your Life and Twitter at JoePrano and everything else. All righty. That's the show. Thank you for listening or watching whatever you're doing. We'll be back in a few days. Have a great start to your week. And as always, stay dirty. <laughs>